Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Unspoiled, episode 161, A Storm of Swords, chapter 20. Catelyn. In this chapter, Rob Stark finally learns that being king in the North pretty much just sucks balls. Welcome to Unspoiled. Okay. Yeah, this chapter pretty much proves what I've always told myself all along, which is that I would never want to be in a position of power because it seems like it fucking blows. Well, there's a position of power and then there's a position of power. You're making gesture like you're grabbing balls. Power. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you don't want to be at the top. Hell no. Okay, so you want to be like somebody off to the side, like uh, yeah. Peter Baelish. Yeah, like a little finger. You want to be the guy who, uh, you know, you're not, your name's not on uh, in the news, but then you just like collect all the interest and the commission when hmm. uh, shit goes right. down. I want wealth, not power, so I can buy murder wolves to hunt my enemies. Um, so this is a sad chapter. Yeah. So let's uh, brief synopsis. All right. Um, it took me a, like a heck of a time figuring out what the fuck happened at first. Mm-hmm. Because uh, they bring in a couple of the prisoners have been killed. Richard Carstark, or Rickard? Rickard. Rickard Carstark got some of his boys. They ran down to the prison, killed a couple of the Lannister prisoners. Actually, a Lannister and a Frey. Mm-hmm. And um, they got caught. And now, what else are we going to do? Uh, they all have to, all the commoners have to be hanged. And then uh, Carstark is like, you know, your mom let prisoners go. I'm just letting prisoners go into the great beyond it's like basically the same thing uh but rob doesn't see it that way he's like you have to be killed yeah it's a really shit situation that rob is faced with because he knows he's already lost the phrase because of his marriage and uh the car starks were a big supporter mm-hmm. and they are also um spread across with Bolton at Harrenhal. Sure. And also the horsemen that were there all took off. Yes. All of them. They snuck off in the night before this even happened. So uh, evidently, even though uh, Brennan Tully, not Brennan, Edmure Tully says that they shouldn't tell anybody, it's pretty much a moot point. Everybody knows. Like The the key players are gone already. And for all his defense of himself, Karstar clearly knew, like, this is... 
he set he sent all his men scattering to go hunt down the Kingslayer, and then he took a couple and like broke into the prison and killed a couple of kids. Like, yeah, he couldn't have thought this was going to end up with like a slap on the wrist, right? I don't know. I think maybe he thought that it would like that Rob would be weaker than he is. I mean, here's the thing: you have three hundred horsemen go AWOL at your command. Even like maybe you don't get killed for that, but you are in the in the dog shit. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I mean, it sort of seems like no matter what happened, the Karstarks are going to be uh, are going to be the enemies of Rob from this point on. Right. Well, As yeah. Brennan Tully points out, like not all men like their fathers. Maybe they won't care if uh, Rob executes Rickard because that'll make them lords and. Rob's like, yeah, but they'll still have to, on the point of honor, defend the guy, like, because he's their father, and everybody else won't respect them if they seem to be like, oh, cool, man, thanks, high yeah. five. Yeah, I mean, how much of a long shot is that, like, well, you know, he might, like, how much, like, it's not just that you have to want what your father has, and be mad, like, you have to hate him enough that you're happy when he's dead? Like, yeah. that's, a, even people who have horrible relationships with their parents... I imagine it's still a smaller percentage of them who literally would be totally cool with someone killing them. What do you think that Tyrion would feel if his father were killed? Do you think he'd be ha- I feel like he'd be happy, but then he'd also have that kind of point of pride where I'm like, I've got to do something, I guess. I mean, it can't be... So- someone from outside the family coming in and killing his dad would be unforgivable. Okay. Like, even if I'm um, privately, it was like, finally, fucking we're rid of him. Like, you can't <laughs> let someone kill... Like, Lannister pays their debts like he's not gonna uh uh family's a big deal to him even though he hates a lot of them individually it's it's sort of like even if he wanted to let it go Cersei and Jamie wouldn't like the rest of his family would be like uh no so right but even if to. it was the only his like you literally just for your own preservation like you can't let it get out there that if you kill a Lannister nothing happens yeah true like it is a. Uh, gangs or the mafia or something like you just have to if they take one of yours you have to take two of theirs um or they just you know they take all your stuff and then you're fucked yeah and that doesn't go in a huge horrible cycle well that kind of seems like that's where like this is a sinking ship over here at a river run yeah like people like the rats are starting to to start trying to swim Yeah. yeah yeah it's um and yeah, Rob is put in the position where now he has to execute the guy who is technically kin. Yep. Um, which, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to really consider it kin slaying because the guy, it's so distantly in the past. But he has a point. It's something that people do not respect. So, and the actual execution where Rob has to cut three times to get through his neck and is covered in blood by the end. It's just so rough. Mm-hmm. Oh, Rob. It's just like he, he says, why does anybody want to be king? I thought that I would be, you know, a good king and a just king and preserve my allies and fight against my enemies. And now I don't even know who is who and I don't know what to do. And yeah. he keeps hoping that Lysa is going to come to his aid and let him through the bloody gate so that he can take back Winterfell without having to go through the neck. And she is absolutely not responding. Nope. Catelyn's like, you just don't... 
she's off the table. She's never going to help either one of these sides because she is terrified. Right. I can see she opened my email. <laughs> she won't even click yes I've got or a no. red receipt. I've got a Facebook invite right here uh, to Bloody Gate Party. <laughs> um, do you think he was just writing, open the bloody gate? And she was like, this is too rude. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like Rob technically did the thing that he really had to do in executing the guy. But he's really not getting anything out of it. No, I mean, this is like a a king. And I feel like other people in like high command, it's just a lot of like, why are you making me do this to you? Please, I don't ask for much. And yet I am forced to kill you because of your own actions when I have no desire to and really would love to have you get on board with me. But it is kind of, you know, it does, you know, is Caitlin like the primary mover for everything in this universe like her taking Tyrion, like set off this whole chain of events she lets jamie go and that sets off this chain of events because that's what really tips uh car circle over the edge this is what i'm talking about man this is what i'm talking about like i get why people defend her but she is so short-sighted it infuriates me how did she not see this kind of thing coming like First of all, she acts all shocked that Edmure goes and tells everybody that Jamie's out there so that, you know, Roose Bolton is going to be searching for him and everyone else is going to be searching for him. Of course they're going to try and get him back. They don't care that you are trying to ransom back Sansa and Arya. They don't, they want their prisoner back because right. the girls aren't worth anything to them. Right. Don't, like, how could you possibly not see that coming? And then Karstark, of course offers his daughter's hand in marriage to anybody who brings him Jamie Lannister's head. And she's like sickened and shocked by that too. Duh, woman, he killed the guy's two sons. Obviously, he's going to do whatever he can to make sure this man dies. Like, I don't understand how she doesn't foresee any of this, uh, of the repercussions of what she does. It's just, it flabbergasts me. Um. I was just saying, now that we've got a little bit more insight into Tywin Lannister's perspective and what they really think about Sansa as a uh, bargaining chip, mm-hmm. like, they're never going to let her... Well, I mean, I guess she was hoping that Tyrion would, like, let her go. Right. Tywin's never going to. I mean, That's kind of what I felt, too. Like, it just was such a long shot. Out of 100%, I would feel it was like a 5% chance of success. I mean, here, but like, I just thought about this for a second. Now that I know that they actually, they do care and they think that she's the, you know, eventually Rob's going to end up getting killed, either from them or from someone else. And then Sansa is basically the deed to Winterfell. So what you do is Brienne or, you know, whatever small party that shows up with Jamie, but in this case we know it's just Brienne, um, shows up as like, we want to trade him and they're like, all they go is like, well, we want to negotiate terms with you, so why don't you stay here? Why doesn't Jamie stay here? We'll send a messenger to uh, River Run. We won't, we won't, no one's a prisoner. No one's getting hurt. Right. We're just, everybody cool, you know, cool your heads. Just sit down for Take a couple bath, months. Have something to eat. Yeah, we'll send a few messages back and forth, but you know, you can't leave. I mean, Brian, you can leave. Don't get me wrong. You can go home. But Jamie can't leave yet because we haven't figured out what we're trading for. And, 
Yeah, that's it. You and then you just wait. They can yeah. wait forever. I just don't see like out of the options that Catelyn had when she decided to release Jamie, the war ha- had not taken a turn for the worse uh, in Rob's case at that point. She didn't know that Rob had married this other girl, right? Um, and he had been winning in the field completely. So her doing this was just, for me, it was much more of a long shot than Rob winning and her getting her daughters back that way. And yeah, just the fact that she like, essentially she knows from the very beginning of this chapter that she is partially responsible for these boys dying. Right. It's, um, it's not like she's not stupid, but she just doesn't, fucking think things through she goes she's just so impulsive and it's just really and this also makes rob look really bad for basically not not disciplining her in any way yeah Yeah. exactly like you know even if at least she got sent back up to i can't send her back sent somewhere or like locked up you know they kept her in like uh uh, house arrest or whatever like something but she's in the council meetings and whatever yeah and like clearly, that's going to drive this person, uh, Karstark, berserk, and it did. And then he gets killed for something that, I mean, I think morally is clearly worse. But as far as like be- betraying, like loyalty wise and honor wise, I don't know if it's that much worse than what she did. I agree. Yeah, morality is a whole different situation. Like right. they snuck up on these kids that were unarmed and children in a gang and murder them in their sleep. Right. Like, yeah, that's definitely objectively worse than releasing a prisoner. But Jamie was like the most valuable hostage they had. Yeah. So, if Helen was literally any other person, she would have been hanged like, yeah. a million years ago. Yeah. Or at least like some sort of like exile or something, you know, something that at least gave the impression that Rob was going to be firm with people no matter who they were. Right. Well, I mean, who, who, I'm an owl. Who, who, um, who other than Catelyn survives letting Jamie Lannister go regardless of explanation. If it were one of Rob's brothers, anybody related to Rob, I feel but like, like, like nuclear fan, like he can't Brendan Tully. I feel like he would pardon also. I don't know. Blackfish. Um, I don't know. I feel like he would. I feel like he would. I, I don't know that he would, necessarily let them have free reign of the castle and be in council meetings anymore. Uh, but I do, I feel like at that point, because Rob had broken his vow and married the other girl, he was in a very vulnerable position and felt like he right. had to oh, allow a little leeway here and there for people. But look how shitty Rob looks now. Like he broke his marriage contract. He married this woman who He's has nobody, nothing, which is basically just a spit in the face to all the soldiers who have protected him. Cause he had the option to get, he basically was like, you know what? I don't need all these troops. But the guys from the north who came down and have had their brothers and, and sons and stuff killed, you guys will just keep going, right? Like, yeah. we don't need to offer you any hope or anything. <laughs> Listen, I was horny. I was sad. All our chances of winning is gone. Yeah. So don't blame me because I'm doing the right thing. Um, and then, yeah, and then you don't punish Catelyn. And then you do kill Karstark, which... You know, is like an, a name and a big guy and, and, you know, one of their staunchest allies, I think, from mm-hmm. the beginning. But, I mean, you can't not kill him either. Yeah. And you can't kill Cat. Like, even if he had, like, um, if he had gone too harsh on Catelyn, he would have looked like a monster. 
by the time like the story got around to all the uh the players like right if he sends her you know he can't where can he even send her like nowhere he'd have to like lock her in the dungeon or something then you're the guy who locked his mom in the dungeon (sighs) rob yeah it just sucks he's uh you know buck stops here i'm the king but eventually you're just like this is not gonna be the first desertion oh no this is like this is the start i mean once everybody sees how much rob is losing it's just a matter of time before everyone's like uh i just remembered i've got a doctor's appointment back home today so i should probably go and bring 700 men with me right bye <laughs> like well let me i i think he the there's like one hope he has and i don't know how he does it i'm going to compare it to some modern politics but a non-judgmental fashion so uh, a little while ago, uh, Mitt Romney, the contender for president, the challenger, was doing very poorly. And all like the fundraisers, like um, polls were down. Fundraisers were starting to look at like raising money for Senate candidates instead of him. They're like, he's dead. Nothing. He goes on. He wins that. Uh, like everyone thinks he wins that debate. First mm-hmm. debate. Everyone's back on board. He said a bunch of shit that if he had said it like two months ago, everyone would be like, what the fuck? Get this guy out of here. But because he's winning, everyone's back on board. So if Rob can stage like one giant victory hmm. and make convince people that like he's still a force to be convinced, yeah, with. and that there's like he could win this, and they also look at the option, they're like, well, I really don't want Taiwan to win this one, right? Um, or if he manages to make peace with the phrase somehow, which is, I mean, it's an outside chance, but if he. I feel like there is a possibility for that, Mm -hmm. but he would have to offer them a lot. He'd have to kind of like put his pride on it on the shelf for a second and basically go, uh, go to them with his hat out and say, listen, well, I mean, he's kind of done that with Edmer Tully. And also like, so I feel like one of the motivations for Valder, is it Walder or Valder? I think it's Walder. I thought you were going to say Voldemort. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, they said his name and now he's here conducting what's going on. Um, Walder Frey, one of the main reasons he sided with the North is because he thought he had been kind of spit on by uh, the Lannisters. And he has a very, he's very touchy, mm-hmm. and he also thought they could win. Now, Rob Stark is basically like, you didn't like being spit on. How do you feel about being just pissed on, just like every day, <laughs> like as much as I can muster? And he's like, oh, no, I, we're not doing this. I think the only chance, like, I think it goes actually backwards. Like to get the phrase back on their side, he has to do something that makes everyone go, holy shit. And then maybe they jump back on board. Like, Hey, we were your buddies before. Let's be buddies again. Mm. But I don't think like that's, that only gets him back to where he was like a month ago, not to where he needs to be to actually be like, it's like, cause when he had the phrase, he still wasn't, you know, uh, about to win. Like he was just doing a lot better than he is now. He wasn't about to win, but he hadn't had a single defeat. I mean, that's pretty impressive, especially for his first foray out in war. Yeah, but also all his victories were kind of against like uh, the B team and the C team, and everyone was kind of distracted. Like it's you know, I, I I and I think now that he has had a couple defeats, if he gets those guys back, he no longer has that aura of uh, uh, unstoppability. But the thing is that, that he was winning against the B and C teams because he decided that he would orchestrate things so that he was fighting the B and C teams. That is canny. I mean, Though, it's not like he fell into a situation and it happened to work out in his favor. He he 
organized it so that it was in his favor from like because he made it so uh i would i mean that that's not really what he planned though like the whole plan was to get tywin out there he was basically doing the same thing that gregor clegane was doing um where he was going like not in the details but basically going to undefended areas starting to just like win battles and then hopefully draw out your real opponent so you could fight them off their home turf um, or off where they had their advantage. Like, so he was, he was winning all those battles to try to bring, uh, Tywin away from King's Landing. That part didn't actually work. Well, you mean the part where, uh, Edmure was the one who fucked it up? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, before that, when he managed to split the forces up so that some of them went to River Run and the whole whispering would, I mean, he, if he hadn't figured out how to handle that, he would have been facing Tywin's army head on with like a third of the troops. Sure. Yeah. I kind of just think it's like, you know, these guys came out, they were underdogs. They were the mighty ducks. They pull off a few trick plays in like the first half. Everyone's excited. And then they come back and it's like, but they still aren't as good at this. And they don't have the, the depth, the number of people, like the resources, so the tricks were cute. You did way better than we thought you were going to do. But uh, you're not going to win, you know? Hmm. Like your best victory, like if you go, you know, like Rocky, if you make it through 12 rounds and then lose, then we'll be like, holy shit, he did amazing. I feel like it's easy to say that right now, but Ty Wynn was definitely concerned. I mean, he didn't discount his victories because they were, quote, like tricks. He was getting angry in meetings because the guys were basically waffling on plans. And he was like, he is winning guys. We need to figure this shit out. Like Tywin was definitely on the run a little bit. Um, yes, but that was because he, uh, it wasn't just Rob. He was fighting against like, I think Tywin is not too scared of Rob. If he can dedicate all his resources to taking him down. But at that time, like, Stannis was still around, Renly was still around, King's Landing was out of his hands. Stannis was was amassing troops, but he wasn't in the field yet. At that time, Tywin was solely focused on Rob. Okay. All right. Well, I, may, I, I mean, maybe I'm downplaying yeah. how good he was before. However, now, just getting back to where you were is not enough at this point, because the Lannisters have improved. They, they're in better position than they ever were before. So just getting back to where Rob Stark used to be with the phrase, even that is not enough. You need to get past that. Right. There's only one ace in the hole that he can pull out and win this. Or he could go with the bail on Greyjoy thing, trying to align himself with him. Wait, Rob Stark is going to align himself with bail on Greyjoy? I... I'm not saying he is going to, but it would be an option in some way. I don't think that's an option in the least. Well, I feel like it wasn't Balon's orders to take Winterfell. Um, it even was his he... orders to attack the North, though. I don't know. I feel like in the position that Rob is in, he like kind of has to decide who he'd rather lose against. Okay, here's the thing. Balon Greyjoy has attacked the North. Mm-hmm. And so what, and he, he's holding Moat Kalen, so Rob Stark has no access to the north, and he has no soldiers there, basically. So what does Rob Stark have to offer Balon Greyjoy at all, other than, what, just surrender to him, be like, you can take all the shit that we grow? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess you're right. I mean... I'm just trying to think of options for the poor kid. Come on, give me a break. There is one option. What? 
Daenerys Targaryen. Mm, she doesn't know that she is alive. I mean, he might know she's alive. Listen, but... these books move wicked slow. So in six <laughs> books, she'll be over here. He'll team up with her, and then they can turn <laughs> things around. Until then, it's all going to be downhill. Well, it would certainly end, like make sense that the Song of Ice and Fire for the Targaryen to marry a Stark. Oh, Tar Starks. Tar Ooh, Starks versus like Tar Starks. Um, the the Targaryens. Other... Yeah. Wait, that just sounds like a bunch of uh, uh, stargazing Aryans. Um, the other option besides Rob suddenly coming up with a you know genius surprise is uh, something horrible happens to the Lannisters that either i'm guessing because rob's an honorable guy and the level of shit that would have to go down um couldn't be his fault but if like their coalition starts to splinter like rob's is less likely because they've got money and like they've got orphans to hand out they're rolling in orphans they've got so many of them they're thrilled um i think that's less likely but if that falls apart somehow then all of a sudden rob stark is in a lot better position mm-hmm. right now tywin lannister is just like we'll lock everything down we'll get my everybody marries everybody and then we'll just go kill he like he can't go back home so we'll just close in on him and kill him when we have time so if for, say cersei refuses to marry into the tyrells and they splinter off i mean maybe like if they succeed like the sansa marriage takes place so the tyrells are like well we were gonna do that and then the cersei like uh embarrasses it like i you know it takes more than just like saying it takes more than just giving offense for them to split off right but if like they they take sansa away and then they and so that wireless loses out on that and then cersei like maybe uh publicly or in front of mace tyrell like it's like uh completely scorns them or something um or something happens that basically creates a rift that can't be mended right then then you've got a bunch of you know, Tyrell has those other guys with him, with their troops. That splits, and then you're all in the same city. You're all next to each other. No one's in their home court, really. Or Tywin or somebody could be way too uh, nice to the Martells that are coming from Dorne and offend. Because evidently that's a real sore point for the Tyrells. So. Absolutely. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. You're spitballing. But yeah. Or, um, you know uh long shot but like uh some kind of shadow baby busts and kills uh, uh kills someone in his sleep and then the whole ball game's changed all right so that's what here's my rube goldberg prediction for the rest of this book stannis pulls off a long shot and uses dark magic to kill tywin okay um uh cersei takes this opportunity to seize power but it's completely inept socially and alienates all the opposing lords it's a massive battle inside King's Landing. Everyone's bleeding everywhere. Uh, Flea Bottom runs red with blood. How did we not even think that? We could like Rob could bend the knee to Stannis and wind up allying himself with him at least to just save his own skin. Like, well, Stannis is like Stannis is the only person who's more of a loser than Rob right now. But the two of them together, <laughs> like, I still don't think that's very strong. At I feel all. like Rob is a quarter of the pie. Stannis is like. Oh, uh, maybe a f- a fifth of the pie. And the two of them together are much more likely to pr- pose a threat, an actual threat to the Lannisters than they are apart. Yeah, but they're not 
close to each other at all, right? At the moment. I mean, ah, dude, I send like... envoys and get some shit. And Stannis has the ships and Rob has the uh, the land armies. Yeah, but is there like even any... <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, and then, you know, that happens. And then uh, all the, what if the uh, Lannisters get the Greyjoys and they're like, well, you guys take care of the ship guys and we'll take care of the guys who aren't on ships and game so over. So Tywin would have to reverse his position on Balon for that. He might. I mean, if, if they're actually effective. I honestly, I think that you're giving too much pie to both of those parties. I think Rob's about to lose even more of his pie when a... Uh, uh, Greyjoy, uh, 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 when Roose Bolton fucks him over, which we still don't know if it's going to happen. You're so set on that idea. I'm convinced it will happen. Um, so, and then Stannis, I think you're mass like, I, he's, like, was defeated massively, tons of resources lost, tons of lord lost, ton of ships lost. I'm talking like a maniac that doesn't <laughs> know what words mean, but I think there's been a a, a total morale defeat over there as well hmm. and also their morels uh the mushrooms have all been stolen oh no yeah i'm sorry why didn't we talk about that this whole time that is the real tragedy I know. here disaster i can't even talk right now i'm so i'm struck dry, dumb dry your eyes my dear <laughs> um yeah we're on the we're on the precipice i mean this book we haven't really precipice you mean the precipice Ugh, don't use dirty words. <laughs> you said pee. Pee and piss are the same. Um, I think we are on the edge of figuring out what the fuck this book is about. <laughs> okay. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like Storm of Swords. There's a lot of like uh, Sturm and Drong. Um, what now? Rumbling, a lot of like a lot of 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 noise and fury. What uh, what is that called? A storm. No, <laughs> there's something else. A lot of something and fury. Anyway, pomp and circumstance. Yeah, a lot of pomp and circumstance. There was high school graduations all over the place, but there's a lot of things happening, a lot of different places, and they did not. Um, but it basically, the climax of the book takes place at uh, the Battle of Blackwater which is only a few of those plot lines really like wrap up there. And then Daenerys just kind of like keeps chugging along. <laughs> uh, John, like Jon Snow is like moved into a different area, but he's still not like part of the main plot of most of the, the perspectives. Um, even Catelyn and, and Bran both had like kind of side stories, but they didn't fall into the, like the climax of the book. And I think that, and when that did ha- as we started like, the book starts out, uh, it's like a funnel. It starts out really wide, lots of stories, and then it kind of funnels down into a few stories that really wrap up and make this huge deal. And then we get a little uh, epilogue where like, it's like, and remember these guys, they're coming back. Or like, this is what, how this affected everybody else. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out what the big to-do is going to be that um, this book is going to have its cl- real climax. Twist, around. it's the Kraken. What? Yeah. <laughs> Um, twist off those tentacles and dip them in lemon butter. Yum. Um, too much ammonia. Huge, huge squids have a huge amounts of pneumonia. Pneumonia? Uh, ammonia. Uh, they, also, they have pneumonia. Oh, they, they can't stop coughing. It's really sad. Bronchitis. Um, so, and I think our options are like the wall seems pretty huge. If that spills down into um, 
a bunch of the other it could get into Bran's plotline easily. It could get even into everybody else's as they move through the north and attack uh, attack the Greyjoys and start attacking. You know, that would be great if the Northmen are coming up from the south and then the Wildlings start coming down from the north. Then the Greyjoys aren't going to be feeling so cool in their <laughs> castle. Um, is it going to be that? Is it going to be about the Lannisters like tra- trying to track down Rob Stark and if if he gets away from them or, or flips the tables on them or not, I kind of guess not. I think he's having a rebuilding year. I don't think this, this book ends. I think he's in a similar position. Like something will happen at the end that will tip off what's happening in the rest of the book. But Rob Stark is not going to be either defeated or victorious in this one. Okay. And then, yeah, well, Daenerys, uh, I mean, it is like supposed to be a seven book series. So that would be, Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not denying any of these stories where like things are going to get dealt with. I'm just wondering if they're going to hit their like big like uh, swell and then like, you know, like Stannis, like he had his big swell and like he maybe something. He had one of them. Yeah. Like he might brew out of that again, but we haven't had the groundwork laid for another big Stannis uh, adventure. Right. (laughs) uh, At the moment. (laughs) The big Stannis adventure. Great game. A cartoon by Brendan Kingston. Um. Hey, Stannis, let's have fun. No. The end. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> um, yeah, so I want to know. I want, And also, yeah, will Daenerys do anything ever? Will it start affecting... <laughs> like, I, you know, she has some, some interesting things that happen. Like, she's growing as a character or whatever. But, like, is anything ever okay, going to start gonna affecting... I'm going to spoil you. Her and Rob get married in book four. But when she gives birth, it's just more dragons. And they just don't uh... know what to do. We don't know what to do. That's like all cherries popping up on the slot machine. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Dragons, dragons. Dra- they don't have an heir. You can't let your dragon be an heir. These dragons can talk. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. These are hum- humanoid dragon hybrids. Uh, reptile hybrids. people? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Reptoids. Brain gremlins. Uh, all right. Yeah. All right. So... When so you're saying in this book Rob is not either going to be defeated or victorious, but you think in the fourth book he will, or, or are you thinking the fifth book? Um, I uh, uh, the future is blurry on that one. <laughs> like I really don't ask know. again later. Says the eight ball because I'm not sure what the big story is going to be. Like if it turns into the wildlings, Rob Stark's like rebellion could stop being a thing at all, and like he could join up with other people. The, yeah. yeah. Um. Which I think it would take a lot. Like, I don't think by the end of the... Like, next book... All right, let's just say something, even though it's like a percentage chance. But let's say uh, Wildlings seriously encroach. It's starting to get more real for everyone that some of the petty squabbles are starting to go away. And um, Rob Stark remains autonomous throughout this book. But then at some point in the next book, he's going to have to team up with whoever's the... You know, whether it's the Lannisters or if the Highgarden split off or like someone else, he's going to have to be like, we just need to stop these zombies. Like we're yeah. scrabbling over who gets killed first because where their land is is probably not worth it. Let's <laughs> let's team up and build another wall. Cool. All right. All right. You go have fun. Thank
Thanks for listening to Unspoiled. Come find us online, unspoiledpodcast.com. You can also go to thegildedeagle.unspoiledpodcast.com for pay for content about the TV show, which is different from the books because it's weirder. Also, find us at facebook.com slash unspoiledpod. Thanks for listening, and we will see you tomorrow with another chapter. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.